this is Brett, and welcome to another episode of the Dog Disruption Podcast. Here today with the usual crew, Adam and Leslie, and we are going to go back to the basics today. We're going to start uh, from day one of the sit, the down, and the come. The basics, right? Isn't that what every dog needs? Why do you always ask me to work on the basics? <laughs> well, because you can't do those enough. There's no such thing as going back and hitting that foundation again. And those three commands, the sit, the down, and the come, in my opinion, is the those are the three things that a dog... That's a must, is it not? I mean, your dog has to be able to sit when you tell them to sit, especially the down, such a stable position, and the come. If you can't get your dog to come back to you, you've probably got some problems. So those three are of huge, huge importance. So this is like table stakes, kind of the the building blocks, barrier to entry, things like that, where if you're not willing to work on these things, you're just not going to end up with an obedient dog, generally. Exactly, exactly. I, I would say, Leslie, what, that's probably... 80% of the things that we work on when we're talking about, uh, whether it's pets or police dogs, those three commands are are on the top of the list of what we want them to do. And isn't that what they do most of the time in their life is you want them to sit, you want them to down, and you want them to come back. Absolutely. Every day you should be working on these things. Yeah, exactly. Whether that's in the house or again, when it's in the house and you're giving the, those commands to your dog, then you're testing. You don't want to test too much. You always want to train. So that's what we're going to go and talk about today is back to the basics with the sit, the down, and the come. Let's do it. So sit, pretty basic stuff, um, pretty common thing for everybody uh, to have a dog that sits, whether you're uh, out in public or just around the house and you want your dog to sit. When you start the sit, once again, you're training, not testing, so your dog's going to be on lead. That's of huge importance. That way you're not creating those bad habits that we continuously talk about. Don't start any bad habits. So your dog's on a leash, and we'll talk about equipment in another episode, but I like to use, especially with a bigger dog, a dog that pulls, I'm a big fan of the prong collar. It's kind of power steering, if you will. So I like to use that on smaller dogs and puppies. Probably don't need it at that stage because they're small enough you can physically control the dog. So let's start off with a sit with just a green dog. And green dog means a dog that may be older, maybe a puppy, but they just don't know what the command sit means. You're going to give that command, and again, you don't bark that command. Give a very confident yet uh, soothing, uh, a pleasing sit. So basically, sit, that's how it should sound. You give that dog the command, sit, and then you make it happen. How do you do that? Well, one of two ways. You're going to pull up on a leash and push down on the rear end. Once that butt is down, pause ever so slightly before you give that reward. That way the dog has a good understanding of, oh, I feel my butt on the ground and now I'm getting the reward. Hey, Brett, I have a, I have a question about that. So I've got um, a relatively decent sized dog, German Shepherd, actually a couple of them. And I, I know when you're, um, and, and I'm not short either, I'm, <laughs> right. I'm like 6'3". So uh, it's kind of hard for me to push down on their butt and pull up on the leash at the same time. Where should I be? You know, how do I position myself? Because it seems really awkward for so many people when they're trying to get the dog to do this. They're they're standing in front of the dog, you know, with the dog facing them uh, or something like that. What, where should the uh, handler be as they're training this particular uh, command? So for a uh, taller guy, um, as you're like yourself, especially if you're dealing with a puppy, and when you were doing it with your puppies, if you remember, the best place to be is down there at their level with them. So on your rear end, sitting down or on your knees, that way you're down there. And 
it's not so dominating. You're not standing over top of them. So staying on your knees and being down at their level, that way you don't have to bend down as far and you're right there to push that rear end down. For the bigger dogs, the best way to start that sit is having the dog next to you on your side. That way you don't have to take that, even that split second of walking around and manipulating the dog's butt, that's gonna hinder your training a little bit because timing is everything. So have the dog next to you at your side for an older, bigger dog. That way it's very simple for you to just reach down, maybe squat your legs a little bit, push down on the rear end, pull up on the lead. Or if it's a puppy, get down on the ground, get down on their level, and it, it's gonna be much more uh, pleasant for them because you're not so overbearing, standing over top of them, and you're at their level, and it's easy for you to push down on the butt. So you, uh, and, and you mentioned... Uh, have them on a leash for sure. Don't don't try this by like pulling on their collar or anything like no, that. No, the leashes, that's just a, um, a tool that's going to help you to control the dog better. And it's it's much easier to just have the dog on a leash than not. Okay, so, and and let's say the dog's on my left side. So everybody out there in, in Radio Land listening to us, you kind of have to visualize <laughs> this. Like the dog is on your left side and you're down on your knees. And so the leash would be in my right hand yep. where his head is and my left hand would be pushing down on the rear end. Exactly, okay. exactly. And when I say push down on the butt, if they're a little bit reluctant, that's where you just, again, that soothing tone, and you just gently push down on the rear end and lift up on the collar. You don't want to do any jerking movements. Finesse is the key. You want to be, uh, you want to have finesse when you're working with the dog, pushing down on the rear end. Don't goose him, no pinching of the butt or anything like that. Just very gently pushing down and pulling up. And as soon as that butt hits, Pause for ever so slightly of a second, and then good sit, good sit, and then you reward. So how do you reward? Well, we can do food, and we can say, uh, we can give praise. Uh, We'll talk about prey driving using a toy here uh, in a bit, but that is an option. But again, you want to use that toy uh, mostly during communication obedience, so that way you're getting more reps of the sit down and come before you give that toy. So you you talked about rewarding here. You've always told me I have to be immediate and, you know, intentional on that reward. I mean, you, you can't like get the dog to sit down and then go, all right, hang on, let me find the food in my pocket and everything. Right. And they're wandering around and then reward them. It's got to be like right as their butt hits the ground, right? Exactly. As soon as the butt hits the ground, you want to make sure it's down and stable. So once again, it's that split second of, yep, the butt's down. And then here comes the food. So have your reward base ready. And that's why it's so important to use that pack drive because that's ready instantly. All you're doing is saying, good sit, good boy, good girl. And that's instantaneous. The food, yep, it should be in your hand. It can be in your leash hand. It can be in the hand that pushed down on the rear end. It really doesn't matter just as long as it's there and you're absolutely right. The minute you start reaching into pockets or little treat bags, you're kind of missing the moment. Okay. And what are you looking for for feedback? From that dog. Well, you want to see, make sure their body posture is upright, upbeat. You want to see that tail wagging. You want to see them um, even looking at you and paying attention. So excited to be communicating with you and working with you. Then you know you're, you're having a good training session. And that's where the voice tones, once again, comes in. Because if you're barking at your dog and they're not quite sure what the word sit means, that could be... Um, that could be a detriment to them as far as, well, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. It seems like I'm getting yelled at and combined with not using finesse and you're pulling up too hard on the lead or pushing too hard on the rear end. Maybe you're going to see the ears for those that have pointy ears. Maybe those are going back or the dog's kind of hunched over a little bit uh, intimidated. Then you know you're probably got to change up your training a little bit. 
Gotcha. And I, I, it's interesting you say that because you see so many people that, uh, you know, the first few times they do this, they get frustrated easily. Yep. And then it just goes straight down that, that lead to the dog and the dog starts freaking out. And then you've got a battle on your hands. Yes, exactly. And that's where, once again, what's the number one thing that I tell handlers to have is patience. Got to have patience and don't push it too fast. Be patient. Take your time. We're shooting for that thousand, right? Thousand times makes an expert. So shoot for that thousand and one through 10 may be a little bit rough, but once you get past 10 and you get to 20, pretty soon you're at a hundred before you know it. Now the dog's having fun. So you have to be patient. So that's basically the sit in a, in a nutshell. Sounds pretty simple. Well, because it is and you know, heck if it wasn't, I, I wouldn't be here. So let's talk about the down. Down is probably one of the most uh, important commands because of stability when you have all four of those elbows down the dog tends to be more stable you should be able to use a down constantly throughout the day no matter what it is you're doing that should be your go-to command when you need it so the down let's talk about how do you make a dog lay down when again brand new dog green dog as we call it green dog is uh, a dog that has very little, if any, training at all, has no idea what the word down means. What I like to do is I start the down from a sit. Now, eventually, and that's why we start with a sit, eventually, uh, the dog should be able to down just on command, and you don't have to do a sit and then to a down. But, so we're going to teach the sit. Once you've got a good sit, we're going to teach the down. From the sit, you're going to take that piece of food, and you're going to push that food towards the dog's nose to where they perhaps are licking your fingers, but you've got it pinched in between your fingers to where the dog can't get it, can't quite eat it. Now you're going to push in towards the nose, and then you're going to go down and in towards the dog's chest. Once you do that, that then makes the head go down and kind of follow the food, and then you almost put the food underneath their chest until they start to follow it, and at the same time, you're going to take your other hand and push down on the shoulder blades. Once that dog's elbows, all four elbows are down, you release your fingers, you give the food, and here comes that praise again. So that's how you teach the basics for the down. And I believe what they're feeling is all four elbows are on the ground. That's a good solid down because you got to be careful. Sometimes they'll cheat. They'll get about halfway, and I hate seeing, don't you hate when the, the you'll, you'll see the dog do that creeping kind of hydraulic down. And then before you know it, if you're not being consistent, you've created a bad habit of an elbow being up. Pretty soon it's one elbow. Pretty soon it's both elbows. Pretty soon you don't have a down. So you have to make sure, push down on those shoulder blades, push that food into the dog's body and almost underneath his body to where that head follows the food. Now you have a good down. Once they're down, one more pause for ever so slightly of a second and then boom, here comes the food and the reward. That's uh, that's kind of kind of fascinating because I I know I had a little bit of frustration when I was originally trying to uh, teach the down, and you told me don't get frustrated because then the dog will get frustrated. Just you know keep keep doing it, right attitude, right uh, yep. technique, and then it will happen. And and you were right. And now I mean. My dog can drive a nail when he hits the ground so hard. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So it's, he truly does have one of the fastest downs. And, and that's important because the fast down means he has a good understanding that the faster I do what dad tells me to do, the faster good things are going to happen. And that's the perfect down. When they drop like a rock, that means they're excited to do it. And that's what you want to see. Cool. Yeah. It's, um, 
this is it's got to be one of the most amazing commands because it's you know when somebody comes to the door what do you do you put them in a down and that is down yeah and when they uh you know when they're they're interested in something a squirrel a rabbit or whatever what do you do put them in a down we have turkeys that run around our neighborhood (laughs) and those things are are bigger than my german shepherds they're not talking about your neighbors no 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 the animals gobble 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 yeah yeah so the dogs look at them and they go hey is that one of us and uh, we just put them in a down, and they watch the turkeys walk around. And a turkey will tear up a dog pretty quick. Sure. sure. So uh, we just—it's—it's it's funny that down is like the—it's uh, like the panic button for your dog. Right, exactly. And you know, once once you get that basic foundation for the down, um, then you can change it up to just your leash. So the dog has a very good understanding, a very quick down. And when you're training, not testing, you're going to take that lead and you should be able to just pop that lead ever so slightly using finesse. You don't, uh, as we say in the police world, you don't 10G and pop that lead so hard that the dog's head pops. It's very, very fast, but uh, um, delicate. You pop that lead down and the dog drops like a rock. And you should be doing these sits and these downs from all different positions, not always on your left side, not always in front of you. Mix it up. Do it on your left side. Do it on your right side, uh, especially for you lefties out there. If, if that's what you choose, and I can pick on the lefties. Sorry, honey. I, I fit Lefty, into that. Yeah, that they're smarter. Well. Oh, no, I forgot. Yes. Yeah, so Adam, my wife, and my son are all lefty. Okay. You're, out, you're outnumbered here, bro. I'm the oddball. I'm the oddball. But it, it really doesn't matter. It's, it's your personal preference of where you want that dog to be, but you have to train the sit, the down, or all the commands from all different angles of your body. If you do it always on your left-hand side, you're going to have a, a dog that has now created a habit of sit means I have to be on your left-hand side. Or down means I have to be in front of you. And when they're not in that position, they will work their way to that position because that's the habit you created. So when you do the down, start off, get the foundation, make sure they have a good understanding of the elbows. Once you see them downing really fast, then that's when you go to the lead and you give that pop and the same thing. The minute those elbows, the second that those elbows hit, pause ever so slightly, a little bit of praise, and then give that reward of, of food. The other thing too, start weaning them off of the food. So start off with every time until you get that good foundation. And then maybe every other time, and then maybe you do three or four in a row, and then the food, and then you do two in a row. So make sure, again, you're not creating a habit of having to give food every time. Because eventually, especially during the, the testing, and the testing is during real life or, or, or when you're outside or at your, uh, as Adam said, your doorbell rings, you want the dog to down, you're not going to walk around with little pieces of food in your pocket the rest of your life. So make sure that you start to wean the dog off the food so they understand a command is a command and through repetition a thousand times, they're going to sit or down on command. Hey, Brett, I have another question for you. Sure. Sorry to keep beating this up here. That's good. <laughs> um, before we uh, before we move on to the the come command, um, uh, you don't teach a stay command. I don't. That's a great yes. You you only do the the sit and the down because you expect them to stay in that position. Is that the so? Way it works? For for here's what I believe the stay command is. Um, that's human. That's human terms. We understand the definition of say stay. So I see this a lot. People say down and then stay. Why are we given two commands? If you think about it, if I say down and keep reinforcing the down, then they are staying. So all we're doing is adding one more word to the dog's vocabulary that they really don't need. So instead of saying down, stay, just say down and continue to say down. 
once again, if it takes a thousand times and now you're doing down and then splitting that up with stay, now you have to do a thousand downs and a thousand stays. Well, I don't believe in that. I think it's just simple down and keep reinforcing the down. Stay is us as humans understanding the definition of those two words, but the dogs don't need to know that. If I say down and all four elbows are down, then they are staying. So that's a great, great point. Gotcha. I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. That reinforcement part that you talk about, that's going to vary for every dog, but I think it's important for people to know that you do need to, in those beginning stages, continue to repeat that command that you want them to do. Yes. So when you repeat a command, you only give, during training, you only give one command until it happens. Once it happens, then you can repeat the command as a reinforcer. So if I say sit and the dog doesn't do it, I tested and I failed. So I'm going to say sit, make it happen. And then once the sit has, has been completed, I can say good sit. That's a good boy to sit. And now you're reinforcing and he's hearing that command over and over again with his butt on the ground and, and putting the two together. So yeah, you're absolutely right. You can reinforce, just don't double or triple command. Definitely don't triple command for sure. Let's talk about come. Come should be started at very small distances. And again, come is of huge importance of your voice tone. If I give that come, now what does the dog think? Uh-oh, I must be in trouble. Why in the heck would I want to go to him? So instead, it's come on, buddy, come, come. And you're going to use that word and you can throw in other words with it. Even I found that come here, 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 come. And when you do that, it's more of your tone and your body posture when it comes to the word come. So when you start to teach the come, you want to do it on leash length. And I'm talking about doing it two steps away from the dog and constantly backing up, backing up, backing up, having that food in your hand, having the dog on leash. And as the dog's coming to you, coming to you, you're going to keep repeating that command. Come, come, come. Once the dog is right there on top of you, go ahead and praise. If you do that enough times, pretty soon, you can then put your dog at a down. Walk away leash length at most. Leash length at most. Don't push it. Be patient. And you're going to come and then drag that leash to you. As soon as the dog comes to you, give them food. Once you've got that established and the dog understands what that means, then you're going to take and add a sit to it because you come should end with something. Come should just be... Hey, what do you mean by come? Do you want me just kind of close to you, five yards away, two feet away? So instead, what we want to do when we teach come is come and then sit in front of me. That gives you the most stable return of the dog. So come, have the dog come to you, then give a sit. And what do we do? We're going to give that command. We're going to make it happen. Then we're going to reward even on the sit. Eventually, you're going to go to a very safe place, uh, somewhere where it's fenced in, somewhere uh, where the dog can't fail and get away, and you're going to have get somebody to help you and hold that dog. Hold that dog on a leash. You're going to go across the yard or across the field, and you're going to get him amped up, and you're going to yell to him, come on, buddy, come, 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 and let him pull, let him pull, let him pull, and then that person on the other side is going to drop that lead, and the dog is going to run to you. That's how we teach the come from a distance. And if you do that enough, once again, how many times? A thousand. A thousand times. Now you've got an expert and you should have no problem getting your dog to come back to you, making sure your tones are correct and very permissive, very exciting. So that's it. That's uh, back to the basics. And sit down, come, work on those, get your thousand in, and you're going to have a good dog. 
Thanks for tuning in to Dog Disruption, your source for better dog training, obedience, systems, techniques, equipment, and stories. Hosted by Brett and Leslie Titus, SWAT and police canine handlers. Be sure to subscribe to the Dog Disruption Podcast wherever you get your podcast, and of course, leave a review. Also, don't forget to follow Dog Disruption on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also find us at dogdisruption.com. And as always, be a good dog.